So we are here now with Flux for Force Field. Flux Force Field. All right, guys, you got it here with Noah Del Coro and Hema Patel. Look at that. I got the names right. Good. I've been nailed it. Screwing it up all day. So tell us a little bit about Flux Force Field and uh, what you're doing here at IQ. All right. So uh, we just finished freshman year and we started Flux once we graduated high school. So over that summer. And uh, we didn't really start off with the device it is now. It's gone through a lot of iterations, which is really cool to see that early on you know sometimes people get stuck in one model um, and IQ really helped us pivot a lot which was great so the product that we're making is a car security device and you just put it on your dashboard and you install our app and if your car is broken into it immediately notifies you on your app with a burst of pictures of whoever is breaking in Ooh. yeah so we talked to police and we asked them what would help them the most and they said these pictures would be incredible because usually these thieves are not just, you know, a one-time offender. They've probably met them before. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they said if we give them a picture, they would probably be able to stop the thief before they even get further away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so the, the, the pictures, uh, are they high-quality sort of things? Because, I, you know, we're all used to seeing, you know, low-res, grainy <laughs> images. Like, that could be anybody. Right. <laughs> Right, so um, they're not going to be, you know, our like nice retina display for right, right, right. Yeah, but uh, we're definitely targeting something better than what police usually use for their cameras because the idea is that the user looks at this picture and they see who it is. So if it's just their mom digging around their car, they don't want to call the cops or like maybe they do if they're not on. Well, good they broke into the, <laughs> yeah. if they broke yeah. into the car. Yeah. Damn it, mom! Yeah. <laughs> so, Are we stealing my car? Exactly. So we want the user to be able to feel confident when they call the police. You know, not just a bunch of false alarms. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, did one of your cars get broken into? Yeah. Where did this idea? Yeah. Come how did from? that? How did this come about? Uh, my dad's car has been broken into many times before. Oh, many really? times. Many. He used to live in the Bronx and okay. work there. So uh, when I was a kid, I have ex like he's come home and with like a shattered window, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's work was interesting today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's where the idea uh, was kind of inspired from. Nice, nice. Okay. And so uh, right out of high school, did you guys go to high school together or what? Yeah, we did. We went to high school together and we were co-captains on our robotics team. Nice. So we had a lot of experience working together, especially in the tech field. And once we graduated high school, they were like, okay, well, you guys are alums now and you can't really build stuff for us anymore. So we're like, Aww. all right, we'll start our own company. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our own thing. Right? <laughs> we're blackjack right. and they hookers. They were very nice, but, you know, it was time to move on to something even bigger. Kindly remove yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much, pretty yeah. much. So, so you both here at UConn or what? Yeah, we yeah. are. So, um, so what, what, are your, what are your majors? I'm a mechanical engineering major and I'm minoring in comp sci and Spanish. Oh, nice. And <laughs> I'm a computer science and engineer and a with a double major in electrical engineering as well. All right. Interesting. So so no business, right? No, none of that. So Not is no. that where IQ kind of came in? Like how did how did you get to the IQ process? Oh, and yeah. Right. So uh, once we started this idea of having a startup, we knew that we had no business knowledge at all. Like it was very evident because we'd both been into tech and pretty much only tech. So we did an MIT edX course on uh, becoming an entrepreneur. 
And that really opened up this whole world of, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to do. And we don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. We don't have anything to do with engineering, but. Yeah, so um, that summer we were kind of just trying to find a network. And um, we didn't really have any sort of agenda because we were in that lingo between high school and college, you know, when everybody's just like fooling around, having fun, whatever. So we decided as our fun, we would go into Reset, which is. Um, we love Reset. Right. Went through okay. yeah. 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 yeah, so we went to Reset and that's where we met Dave. And he was like, he just gave us this list of names. He's like, go find all of these people, introduce yourselves and make sure you're best friends with them. Mm-hmm. So then we came to UConn, we tried getting into IQ and kind of to our surprise, you know, we were really young for the contestants. It can be like PhDs. So we got in and then we met all of the people that he named. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, well, I want to say you and Epigo with coming right out of high school and mm-hmm. doing this. <laughs> Making like me you feel real yeah, accomplished yeah. right <laughs> now. Like I'm 31. You're all like half my age. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to change the world. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's good. And, and so um, so what was it about IQ? Like, I mean, when you got in there, I mean, um, Rich was saying that only, you know, eight out of the 10 came. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, finished the program. So what was it about IQ that challenged you that kind of got you to the next point because like where tell us about that process because because that's what we're really interested in okay so we came to iq with this idea of protecting against car theft instead of car break-ins and we were like a hundred percent set on that and we thought we had our business model down we're like oh we're not going to charge people for this and then we'll charge them when this x event happens and so we come in we pitch we refine our pitch you know the first few the first couple sessions were just normal and then they really got into it. When we started talking to Keith offline, you know, over Skype, that's when he'd <laughs> address the elephants in the room, and there were many of them. Yeah, yeah so um, they kind of gave us that extra push we needed to pivot into what was actually feasible to get to market. But they also backed us so we had the confidence to do it. You know, we didn't think that we were just a bunch of, like, freshmen trying to do this giant task. Mm-hmm. We have these amazingly talented people backing us up. So they broke you down and then built you back up. Is that yeah. is that kind of the thing? They, exactly. <laughs> I think that's exactly. the trend with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. Listen, we like your moxie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah yep. exactly. And so and so um, so there was a pivot, right? There, yeah. So there was a pivot within within it. And yep. so was that a challenging thing to to go through, like the pivots? I mean, sometimes some people come in with the idea and they're just like, hold on, like that wasn't my idea though. Like I want to, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was definitely very difficult. You know, when you're first starting, you treat it like it's your baby and you're not going to let anyone touch it. You don't want mm. anyone to tell you what to do with it. But this was a point when we had to be very, very humble because we were really nobodies and we still are, you know, in the Aww. grand spectrum of things. <laughs> we're getting there. So the pivot was definitely hard. And there's been little pivots like that along the way. Like we came in with a logo designed that we both absolutely loved. Like we spent way too long on this logo. And everybody else hated. (laughs) We walk in and they're like, oh, you can't read that. You should change it. And we we ended up changing it. It was for the better. But in that instant, when they told us to change it, we really didn't change it. And then we came in again and they were like, no guys, just stop. The the heart sinks a little bit. Like like you you left, you're like, I don't gotta listen to them. Yeah. (laughs) What do you know about logos? you go online you know you google who they are and you're like oh oh apple cisco owns a bunch of companies ceo okay i'll listen (laughs) (laughs) maybe they know what they're talking about can you talk about some uh maybe the early iterations of this um and how you got to where you are with it 
Yeah, sure. Um, so we are still very early on in the process. Mm-hmm. We just have a proof of concept. And um, we've done a lot of research. So instead of just buying a bunch of parts, putting them together, see what works, we realized um, throughout IQ that we really need to talk to police officers because mm-hmm. they're the people who are going after these thieves. So it's not about what we think would be the most helpful, you know, because mm-hmm. the first thing they say is tell the user not to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, we decided. Yeah, don't exactly. confront. Don't leave your house. Yeah. yeah. yeah so um, we really let them shape the device to see what would benefit them the most. So, so customer discovery, right? So you went out there, yeah. did some customer discovery. How, how exactly. did that? I mean, so were the police officers um, did, did what, what came out of that? So right, you went to the first couple of them and they just said, well, we need at least X amount of pictures or do we, I mean, like what was it that they were telling you that, that uh, kind of drove your product? I think pictures in general were the focus on what they wanted because like Hema said before, they know the people probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're not gonna just like, if they know the people, they can go after them and get the stuff back, which they is know where the they whole. live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, from that, um, we also got a lot of feedback on the other features, like our tracking and stuff, and that they were like, "That's not really that useful because the user knows where the car is, and is as long as they get an instant alert, they can go to the scene, and they're going to go lights and sirens." That's the that's the phrase police love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to go lights and sirens. They yeah. love flipping that switch. <laughs> we love, we hate seeing it in our rear view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so they're going to go lights and sirens right to the scene. So that's not, the problem isn't really tracking them. It's really getting that instant alert and getting the police to the scene right away. So so question is, it, did they did they talk about anything about the way it looked? Because I presume if it looked like if it had your, your name on it and everything like that and a, and a thief comes over, be like, I've seen one of those things. Like, Screw, I'm not going to break into that thing. <laughs> only an idiot breaks into those cars. You know, right, kind right. Of a thing. So uh, we actually had an officer tell us that he has a blinking red light in his car and it's connected to nothing. It's literally just a light and that just keeps thieves away. <laughs> yeah. No. Like that was really cool. So we're, we've gotten uh, questions about whether we'll hide the thing or whether we'll keep it right out in front, you know. And uh, we've decided that we really want to keep it out in front because people just aren't breaking in. You know, it's too much effort. So maybe even like decals and stickers on the car window. um, This car is protected by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've seen these interviews, shifty eyes, with, uh, you know, criminals (laughs) and stuff. And that's what they talk about a lot of times. It's like, you know, if you have a video camera system, it means you have something to protect. But if, Mm -hmm. like, I see, like, you know, neighborhood watch signs or something, certain things are a deterrent. And if the end result is the same, then, you know, all right, it works. Right, exactly. And with cars especially, you can just look in through the window and see if there's anything to protect. And something interesting that the police told us is that, especially in more suburban areas like you know like west hartford or avon or something people just leave their cars unlocked this is so true that is and they leave them outside and the best part of their story was they said a thief literally parks like a couple streets away and then goes picks a street just goes down the whole street opens car doors takes all the stuff and keeps going like through the entire street it's not like the classic movie you know come in with a sledgehammer knock the window out yeah. it's, it's that easy so. right i mean the doors are open why make noise right yeah. exactly no, no, i mean exactly. i mean that that happened in my small town in, in durham and, and it's mm-hmm. happened a few times so i mean it's it good old it, durham. yes it really it right. really it <laughs> literally does happen i mean right. it's not and it, it happens in these smaller towns right out in the middle of nowhere not exactly. in the, the major mm-hmm. cities and stuff so um so what what was the challenging part about iq because again it wasn't supposed to be easy right, <laughs> right. not at all 
Okay, so um, the biggest challenge with IQ was uh, keeping going, I would say, and not in the sense that we really were considering just not showing up again, but there were so many times when we would write out a whole script thinking it was the most beautiful piece of work. You know, they critique your script. So the way it works is you go in and then you pitch whatever you wrote and then they tear it down. And you think you've written down all the thi- all of the criticism they had. And you think you've addressed it for the next time. And you come in and there's literally maybe even more criticism. So the hardest thing was learning how to think you've done something right and then having to redo it over and over again. Including two nights before the presentation. Yes. <laughs> well, right. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so let me ask you, you did not, did you apply like at like 10 o'clock the night it was supposed to be due? For the for the first uh, for the first uh, pitches, eleven fifty, uh, I think. Jesus. Oh my God. Everybody, everybody, everybody's telling well, us like it was eleven o'clock. It was ten thirty until when uh, I found out about this. Only and the ones who have made it through boot camp actually. They're all the later plus. <laughs> so procrastination yeah. does work. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um so so that's interesting. So it wasn't no 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 well, no. I mean like the constructive criticism right because. Right. A lot of times people can't take constructive criticism mm-hmm. and they just like, oh, my God, you, you do you not like me. Like, is it me? Is it like <laughs> right. so? So, I mean, that that is very interesting that it wasn't that you would quit, but yet you like you're it, it's again like they want to break you down. Right. And then right. build you back up. So yeah. you need to be flexible. Right. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really have to focus on the fact that it's constructive. You know, it's not just criticism and they don't hate you. Yeah. Like sometimes I get <laughs> off a call. With, no, seriously, I get off a call with Keith and I'd be like. <laughs> Nope, he hates me. Like, this is the day he decided he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> but it was never like that. Yep. He's very nice. And so, and, and I guess I guess the good part, too, is that, like, the honesty of, like, the business, right? It's like, can you make money? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Can this? Is it, this a good market? I mean, that's, uh, I will have to say, going through some, uh, you know, an accelerator and seeing some other ones, like, sometimes the mentors don't do that. Or or yeah. the, the, the staff of the incubator doesn't actually, like, kind of push you far enough. Because, mm-hmm. right. I assume you guys felt pretty uncomfortable kind of throughout or was or oh was yeah no we definitely felt uncomfortable like the second we were going up for the presentation I was like I'm about to throw up or explode <laughs> or like have a heart attack <laughs> I didn't know what was going on it's just all of the above but yeah. um that discomfort has really led us to be become you know who we are and have that level of confidence so it's been really great that's awesome so what was your ask what was the ask today that you uh, that you had all right, this ask was absolutely my favorite part of this presentation. <laughs> we asked for their business cards because we're not for far enough along where we're going to ask them for a ton of money, you know? And even if someone did offer us a ton of money, either they would want part of the company early on, which is something that you sh- just shouldn't do, especially IQ at mentors our stage. told us that. Yes. Go as far as possible without yeah, exactly. giving it up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And the other part was uh, we really like to build our network. So when we are later on in that field, we have connections, you know, and there are people that have connections here directly to the automotive industry. And it's mm. kind of like it's just perfect, you know. Yep. So so um, so I guess the, the, uh, the ask of what you want. I mean, are there certain do you want to talk to more police officers? Do you want to talk to insur- like car insurance uh, companies? Do you want to talk to automakers? Like where what what is it that you, what kind of ask would you want? Because I mean, I'll give you my business card, but I figure for the people that are <laughs> he's not worth much. Don't worry. I own an indoor. He's farm a farmer. Company, right? yeah, like, you know, yeah. So so what I mean, what other type of customer discovery are you looking for? I mean, our target market is literally, uh, I mean, our available market is literally anyone with a car. So, you know, no matter who we're talking to, they're going to be helpful. And we found that it helps to talk to a range of people instead of just saying, 
I want to talk to police officers only because then you don't see the other perspectives that are out there. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to design this product so anyone can use it. But who knows? Maybe later on we'll find out that only people with Lamborghinis in Fort Lauderdale want to buy this thing. And they're willing to pay an absurd amount of money for it. That's so, fine. That's what I'm yeah, I, I'm fine <laughs> with that. You know, for all of you in Fort Lauderdale listening, I'll, I'll take it. But um, that's that's really an important lesson that we've learned throughout IQ. You shouldn't just narrow down who you talk to because they don't necessarily fit the persona of your target market, mm -hmm. especially because that persona can change a lot. Right. Nice. Nice. So, um, so where can they reach out to you? So if, if one of those new personas, and I, by the way, I, through all the IQ, uh, uh, groups, I love how you're talking about the business model canvas and you're like assumptions, you know, my <laughs> hypothesis, yeah. my customer discovery, the different personas I'm going after. I love it. Cause it, you know, must be engineers. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, so where can they reach out to you? If somebody's interested in maybe helping you, giving you some advice, you know, giving you a business card or just a perspective, where can they reach out? Well, we have an email address. That, that's, uh, that works. That's, yeah. that's huge. That's huge. Uh, it's connect at fluxforcefield.com. All right. Very good. Um, so uh, any last thoughts on the IQ that you'd want to share with, uh, you know, maybe uh, future participants or anybody else in the ecosystem? Yeah, definitely. I would say anyone who even vaguely has an idea or maybe even just wants to have a startup and doesn't have an idea should go to the workshops. The workshops are really, really helpful in applying and just go to the pitch if you're invited and even if you don't make it that's just an amazing opportunity to pitch this one idea you have when you're so far back like in the prototyping phases you're rarely ever going to have a chance to talk to this many people and in front of a room that probably has like a crazy amount of net worth you know it's just not <laughs> happening yeah, yet. Yeah. i feel so. so poor right now <laughs> 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 your network is your net worth. All right. Uh, come on. Come on. All right. So all right. Then. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, Noah, um, Hima, very good to talk with you and uh, best of luck. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Kalina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input, our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter, at CT Startup Cast. And please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on connected startups.